Well, this verse is uh, shorter and a bit easier, I hope, than uh, verses we've done recently. But just because it has smaller words and fewer words doesn't mean it's any easier uh, and quicker to get to the, the meat of. If anything, I feel like today uh, is just the beginning of wrestling with this verse for me, much like I've wrestled with Hebrews 11.1 1 over the years. Uh, as I was studying it this week, I thought maybe, maybe in the future years I'm going to spend a lot of time looking at this verse. Because this is a it's simple but yet deep. And I don't know if we'll plumb its depths today. But let's go ahead, as we, as we begin to look at it, let's go ahead and uh, recite it together a few times. And uh, we'll, we'll give the source and then the, uh, the verse. Let's say this together, shall we? John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. All right, not a whole lot of big words. We had to settle for some small three-letter words, you know. Let's go ahead and, and say this together with a few of the words taken away. Let's fill in those blanks, shall we? John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me... You can do nothing. All right. See, we had to go with some small words today, you know, but important big words. I, when Jesus is I, it's a big word, right? Let's say this one last time together, shall we? John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. All right. And, and you know it's it's uh, it's easy to look at that that middle section where it says he who abides in me and I in him it's it's easy in your mind to put a comma in there to make them two separate ideas he who abides in me and he who you know and I abide in him but it's it's all one thought there was no comma there he who abides in me and I in him. It's a reciprocal, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a united idea, and that's what we're looking at today, this idea of abiding, that, that he who abides in me and I in him, that we are called by Jesus to abide in him. And, and that, the, that Sunday morning when Pentecost happened, when the disciples were all together in one place, and the Holy Spirit came upon them and flames of tongue rested over their heads, that began this abiding of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And, uh, you know, as, as kids, I remember being encouraged to invite Jesus into your heart. And I understand what we mean by that. But if we invite anybody into our lives, it's really we're, we're saying, Lord, you know, we, we, we believe in Jesus for salvation from the Father, but the abiding, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us makes our bodies His tent and lives in us and guides us and directs us. So in, in, in many ways, while we're looking at this, and Jesus is, as He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in Me and I in Him. 
that, that abiding in Him and Him abiding in us is done through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're, we're focused on this month is this need for God in our lives. And how do we, how do we abide in Him? Uh, it's an interesting thing, and, and I actually got to thinking about uh, grapevines. And, and when, you, when you look at a grapevine, uh, it's got a piece that's very woody. We actually have a grapevine in the backyard. bought it from Home Depot years ago. I don't know that we've ever gotten a grape off it, but some squirrels and birds have had a great time with it. But the vine is very woody. In, in fact, the vine cannot grow grapes. But on the vine, you have new shoots, branches. And in fact, the word branch means to break off. And that's what Jesus is saying about us, that we're the, we're the branches that break off from the vine and that He is the vine. And it's the branches, the branches are where you get the fruit. And it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting idea that the, the, the vine itself does not bear fruit. But what the, what the vine does is it gives life to the branches. And it supports the branches. And then the branches are able to develop the fruit. And so there's, there's a, a distinct difference between the branch and the vine. And, and so when Jesus is saying, I am the vine, you are the branches, what he is saying is that Jesus is our source of life. He's saying that, that just as that, that vine grows and supports the branches, the branches actually break off from the vine. They, they create new avenues that the vine is headed in. They get their life from the vine. And if you break a branch off of the vine, it's going to wither up, turn hard and woody, and die. Without the vine there to support the branch, the branch cannot grow. That in the same way, Jesus is the vine, and he is our source of life. Not only is he just our is he our source of life uh, as, as the vine there. But we get our identity from Him. You know, when you think about your source of life and, and life, what is life? It's all of our of who we are. And by saying, I'm the vine, you're the branches, He's saying, you, you get your life from me, you get your identity from me. I mean, and think about it. In, in um, Luke 6, verse 44, Jesus tells us, For each tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they pick grapes from a briar bush. We, we recognize a tree by its fruit. We recognize an apple tree because it has apples, a pear tree because it has pears. We recognize a grapevine because of the grapes that are on it. But those branches in themselves, they get that identity, they get that fruit from the vine, from the source. And in fact, it's kind of an interesting thing. There's several places in Scripture where Jesus talks about, uh, as he does here, men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they pick grapes from a briar bush. You, you don't go and um, get grapes off of a different plant. And, and there's places where he talks about that, that we know a thorn bush because its fruit is thorns. 
and thistles. We know the plant based on its fruit. The fruit is going to follow the kind of the plant. And so when Jesus is talking about, and he's saying here in John chapter 15, verse 4, or excuse me, verse 5, where he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. He's talking about a specific kind of fruit. In this case, grapefruit, that the, a branch of a... Of a, of a um, I'm wanting to say vineyard, and that's wrong. <laughs> of a grapevine. There we go. That's the word I wanted. Of a grapevine, the, the, the branch of a grapevine will produce grapes. And, and as he says, and, and just a little bit earlier in verse 4, he, he tells us, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. When he, when he calls us to abide in Him, not only is He saying, abide in Me because through your connection with Me you have life, just as the branch has life in the vine. But the second part of it is, is that the branch, even though the branch is the part that grows the fruit, the branch can't grow that fruit unless it's attached to the vine. And it won't grow the right fruit unless it's attached to the right vine. If, us, as, if we as a branch were attached to a, a thistle bush we would, or a thorn bush, we would produce thorns. Because the nutrients that are coming out of that vine would produce them in us. But if we're attached to the grapevine, then we produce fruit. So just as Jesus is our source of life, Jesus is our source of fruit. Even though He doesn't bear fruit Himself, the vine doesn't bear the fruit, the branch does. But because the branch is attached to Him. And in the same way, as, as we think about you know, having our life in Jesus, whether we are alive in Him or, or alive in some other sorts, which is death, spiritually speaking. In the same way, how do we bear spiritual fruit? How do we bear the fruit that Jesus wants us to have unless we abide in Him? And a person, no matter what they might look like, if, if they're not... Resting, and, and that word abide, it means to, to dwell with, to rest in. It's kind of the idea of when you live in your house, you abide in your house. And Jesus is saying the same thing, that if you guys don't abide in me, if you don't rest in me, if you don't live in me, if you don't receive your life from me, you're not going to be able to bear fruit. And, and quite frankly, if you don't bear fruit, then you're not really doing your job as a vine. And, and uh, going back to that picture of that grapevine, just I mean, just to, to picture yourself being that branch. And you see the, the, the vine there on the right there, it doesn't, or excuse me, I guess it's on the left, it doesn't have any, uh, any grapes growing off of it, but the branches do. And, and if, if, if the branch isn't growing, and he tells us, he tells us there in verse 5, you know, he's, he, he, he's already said, uh, he who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. And we just saw in verse 4 how he said flat out, as a branch cannot bear fruit unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. And then in verse 1 of this chapter, what really began all this, Jesus tells us in verse 1 of chapter 15, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. 
and every fruit, every branch, excuse me, that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. Have you ever thought of what it means to, to prune the plant there, the, the vine? I, I was looking it up this week, and, and uh, you know, if you, if you just type in prune, what does it mean to prune? How do you prune? A lot of times what you'll get is information on pruning trees or bushes. You know, you want to clean out your tree so that more sunlight can get to the ground below it so that your grass can grow and other plants can grow. Your, your bushes might be overgrown, so you need to prune them to cut them back. But I, I, I looked into it, and pruning of grapevines is a little bit different. I got this information from uh, an educator up in Nebraska. He says, uh, grapevines produce fruit clusters on the previous season's growth. So just think about that. Uh, Last year's new growth is this year's fruit-producing branch. Okay? Two-year-and-older wood is not fruitful. So so the branch of a grapevine has basically a three-year life cycle. One year, it's new growth, and it grows. The second year, it produces fruit. The third year, it starts to turn woody, much like the vine. And now, it can't produce any fruit. And so you would go in to prune. What you might do is cut off some of that old growth. It's no longer producing life. And so Jesus says, any, any branch in me that does not produce fruit, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. He he cuts it away. And then in fact in verse 6, we're told later, if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and cast them into the fire and are burned. So so the picture of a a person who doesn't abide with Jesus is the image of this uh, branch on its third year. It's no longer producing fruit. It's no good to the, the vine dresser. He's going to cut it out of there so that there's more room and more opportunity for the good branches, the ones that produce fruit. Uh, Don Jansen, the the educator from Nebraska, continues, uh, Before pruning, a grapevine may have 200 to 300 buds which are capable of producing fruit. Just think about that. Uh, uh, 200 to 300 buds. Each one of those buds could produce bunches of grapes. Just an abundance of life. One thing that is is evident throughout human history is the abundance, the ability of life to happen. You cut open a tomato and look at all the seeds in there. And each one doesn't just represent possibility of another tomato. Each one represents the possibility of an entire plant to produce multiple tomatoes. And there's hundreds of seeds in each each fruit. And, and here he's saying, before pruning, a grapevine may have 200 to 300 buds which are capable of producing fruit. Now, now here's the problem, though. If the vine is left unpruned, the number of grape clusters would be excessive. The grapevine would be unable to ripen the large crop or sustain adequate vegetative growth. So here's what they do. The, 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 the vine dresser comes and, and purpose of pruning is is twofold you want to obtain maximum yields of high quality grapes and to allow adequate vegetative growth 
for the following season. So that's twofold. The first part of pruning is to cut back on the amount of fruit you might get. Because the plant on its own, left to its own, will produce too much fruit. And it's going to be unhealthy fruit. It's not going to be rich in nutrients. It's not going to grow to its full potential. So the, the, the vine dresser will come and he will actually cut off the buds that could produce fruit. He will cut them out so that they don't produce fruit. Because the fruit they are going to produce is going to be bad. It's not going to be as good. But he cuts it down and he cuts it down to the, the amount of buds that that vine can sustain, that that plant can, can support that the branches can support. And then he lets it grow. But a second part of his thought on the, on the pruning is also with an eye to next year. I want my new growth to grow in a way that next year, when it's time for it to have fruit, it will be healthy and strong and ready to grow. That's, that's quite a bit going on. When, when Jesus says, you know, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Well, that's, that's, dead. that's a dead branch. It's no good. So yeah, he cuts it off, gets rid of it. It's not helping the plant grow. But then when he says, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. Now there's a lot involved in that phrase pruning, isn't there? He, he's... he's cutting away possibility of fruit so that it's not the plant's not overwhelmed but also he's preparing it for the next year that it can it can produce even more fruit and 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 Jesus is saying that his father is doing that in our lives just think about all the times when and and, and quite frankly pruning is a violent act it involves a knife and it involves cutting if if the if a grapevine had feelings you would probably hear it shout out a lot and say, ouch, more than one time. And maybe even stop. But the pruning is for its own good. The pruning is so that it can grow. The pruning is so that it can be strong. The pruning is so that its fruit can be bountiful. Think of all the times in your life that maybe it's felt like some of the things you were trying to do didn't happen. Maybe some of the things you try to do fell, failed, and, and you maybe even fell on your face trying to do them. Think about all the times when, when, when things have been taken away and, and, and it feels like God is actively working against you, maybe. Or you're going through a tough time, a struggle. What is God doing in my life in this time? And it can feel, sometimes we feel like God is distant, like He's ignoring us, He's forgetting us. But what Jesus is saying here about his father pruning those bushes, or excuse me, those branches that bear good fruit, is that God is active in our growth. That God is not ignoring us, and that God is actively pruning you. And if you if you have a, a, a you start bearing fruit in your life, you know. And, and next week we're going to take a look at exactly what is this fruit that we're talking about. We're going to go to Galatians and the fruit of the spirit, and we're going to look at what the fruit is that God wants us to grow. But as we develop a little bit of it, as we, as we have some of that fruit growing in our lives, God comes in and He starts cutting away, clearing out space, helping us to grow, helping a new growth to happen so that in the next year 
we can grow even more fruit. He is actively participating in your life. He is active in your growth. He wants you to grow in Him. He, he says, I don't have the verse up there for it, but uh, in verse 8, Jesus says, My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be My disciples. God is glorified in us growing in Him. It is His desire and He is actively helping us to grow. Jesus is the source of our life. Jesus is the source of our fruit. We don't develop fruit outside of Him. We don't develop fruit without Him. And then the Father comes along and as we're growing in Jesus, as as He is doing this, He prunes us. He cuts off some dead stuff. He takes away some options maybe because they would have gotten in the way and And instead of doing one thing well, we would have done five things at 20%. He says, no, I'd I'd rather take away four and see some really good fruit. So those times when it feels like, oh, he's ignoring me. Oh, he isn't there for me. He's not providing for me. Where is God? Doesn't he know I hurt? Yeah, he does. And he may even be actively causing you that little bit of hurt that you're feeling. Because He has greater purposes, greater desires, greater hope in your life, and He is actively trying to help you develop more fruit. And and this is one of the reasons why uh, abiding with Christ and living with God is not a short-term thing. That word abide, as I said, it's kind of like the idea of living in your house. You abide in your domain. You, you live in it. You move around in it. When he calls us to abide in Jesus and that Jesus would abide in us, it, it isn't an overnight experience. It's a long haul for the whole of our lives that we would walk with him and live in him, that our existence would be drawn from him, that our identity would be found in him, and that over time we would see the, 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 the growth of our fruit It starts out as a little bit. And God's pleased with that little bit and He prunes. And the next year there's new growth. And the next year after that there's new fruit. And He's pleased with that. And so He takes the fruit and He prunes the branch. And He helps you grow. And sometimes we're just going through the growing season. Sometimes we're just going through the place where we're saying, "I I don't see the fruit, Lord. Where's the fruit? And He's telling us, don't worry about it. You're growing right now. I've cleared out some space so that your branches can grow. Next year, which isn't literal but a figurative, next year you're going to see some fruit. In the future, if we stay with Him, if we abide with Him, if we walk with Him, we'll see the fruit in its time. But here's the, here's the thing about it. We can get so focused on the fruit. But what does Jesus say? I am the vine. You're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. He doesn't say he can bear much fruit. He doesn't say you've you, you got to work to bear much fruit. No, he who abides in me and I in him. And, and, and just so you know that he who abides, that's just cleaned up in, lang, in English. It's, it would literally be the one who abides in me and I in him. And so because we have that you know, third person masculine at the end, we, we threw it in at the beginning. But this is for all of us, male and female. The one who abides in Christ and Jesus abides in that person, you will bear much fruit. 
And, and Jesus says, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Unless you're walking with me, unless you're working with me, unless you're living with me, you're, you're not going to bear fruit. You can't do anything. You don't have the power. You don't have the ability to do it. We can bear lots of things in our lives. We know we can without Jesus, but they're not the right things. We can, we can maybe grow some thorns if we're hooked up with the thorn bush, but if we want the good fruit, we've got to stay with our Savior, the true vine. But his focus here is not on bearing fruit. And, and in fact, as a branch, our focus does not need to be on our fruit. And that, that's a little difficult, I realize, because aren't we always looking for what are the results? And that's what fruit is. That word fruit is literally the result. So when we speak of the fruit of your actions, you know, we're talking about what? Your actions have brought about a certain result. What is it? That's why we can talk about fruit from good trees and fruit from bad trees, because all trees have some kind of fruit, some kind of produce. The question is, what is it producing? Good things that we can eat, bad things that are no good for us. They just get in the way. They just take up nutrients. They take up sunshine. They take up the rain. They take up the uh, carbon dioxide. Instead of a good plant growing, you got a bad plant growing. Are we bearing good fruit? We want to focus on that, but that's not Jesus' fo- focus. He says what we should really be focused on throughout these verses, but especially in verse 5. He who abides in me and I in him. This is the most important thing. And remember, Jesus was saying this to his disciples at the Last Supper. After he had washed their feet, and he's talking to them about what's about to happen, that he's about to go to the cross, that he's about to be arrested, and he's about to be punished, and he's about to be killed. That's his focus. That's where he is going through this. And he knows that he's about to leave them, that they're going to have the Holy Spirit come to them in in a few days. That's why throughout this passage, over and over again, abide in me, abide, abide, rest, live with me, stay in me. Our focus as believers, as much as we want to focus on fruit and and having a result from, from our lives, Jesus says that's not really your concern. You can't do that on your own. In fact, you need the vine. Overwhelmingly, what he's saying in this passage is, is our focus needs to be on Jesus. Whether you bear fruit today or not is immaterial. It may not be your purpose to bear fruit today. You might be a branch in a growing phase and the fruit's coming next year. The branch can't sit around saying, oh, I want to make some fruit. Ah, fruit! No, it doesn't work that way. We can't say, oh, I want to be righteous. Oh, be righteous. It doesn't work that way. We want it to, and we can fake it with self-righteousness. But instead, what Jesus is saying is, abide with me. Walk with me. Stay with me. And, it, and it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a reciprocal, it's, a, it's a, um, a uniting relationship. He who abides in me and I with him, he bears much fruit. And I love the fact that that's where the comma comes in. He who abides with me and I with him, comma, he bears much fruit. The focus is on whether or not we abide with Christ. 
the focus is not on what we what results we have. The focus is on whether or not we stick it out with him. Just as he tells us in Luke chapter 12 that uh, our Father knows we have need of these things. You know, we, we go looking for food, we go looking for clothing, we go looking for comfort. Your Father knows you have need of all these things. But seek first His kingdom. And all these things will be added to you. In the same way, your Father knows you want fruit. Your Father is glorified to see you have fruit. Your Father wants nothing more than to see you produce fruit. But seek first Jesus. Abide in Jesus. Walk with Jesus. Make your focus being living life with Jesus and let God worry about the fruit development. It's the vine that gives the branches the nutrients for the fruit. It's the vine dresser that gives the branches the uh, circumstances for the fruit. The branch, its primary focus and agenda is just to hold on to the vine. Our focus needs to be holding on to the vine. Holding on to Jesus. And if we do that, we'll bear fruit. But if we don't do that, we won't do anything. Because apart from Him, we can do nothing. We don't have the ability. I don't think I've plumbed the depths of this passage just yet, this verse. But let's take a look at it one more time. Let's think about our lives the fruit that we have seen, the fruit maybe we would like to see. And let us ask ourselves, am I doing what Jesus wants? Am I abiding in Him? Am I a person who He is abiding in? Do I have that relationship that I abide in Him and He abides in me? Let's say this together, shall we? One last time. John 15.5 I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he will bear as much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, it is our desire to see fruit. We want to grow in Christ. We want to grow in righteousness and in love. We want to see the results of our faith in You lived out in our lives. We want to see people come to know Jesus because we shared Him with them. We want to see fruit from our lives. And, and yet, Lord, so often we can get so focused on wanting to see that fruit that we take our eyes off of You. Lord, we pray that You would help us to abide not be so focused on the fruit that we want, but that we would rest in the relationship with You that we have. Lord, help us to, to abide in You as the vine and to trust You, Father, as our vine dresser, that You will prune us, that You will clean out some of the death, that You will make room for the true fruit to grow, and that You'll even limit us in some ways, so that the fruit that grows would be better. Lord, help us to trust You. Let us, help us to trust You as our, as our Master Gardener who cares for us and loves us and is actively participating in our lives. Lord, may we never forget that You're still there.
we pray today, as we leave this place, as we go through our, our week ahead, that we would look at ourselves and our lives. Are we abiding with you? Are you abiding in us? Lord, we pray that that would be our focus. We pray that you would help us to see and that you would make it known to us if we are abiding with you or not. And Lord, if we have become detached, if we are no longer bearing fruit, we pray that you would save us, that you would bring us back to you, that we would be reconnected with Christ in our hearts and our minds, that we would grow again in Jesus Christ. We ask and pray these things today in Jesus' name. Amen.